This is Tristalk Minipod for Wednesday night, August the 4th, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne, and uh, you probably already knew that, right? Minipod, that gap filler between episodes of Tristalk, a mini version, if you will, of our regular show where I limit the subjects and the time for each show as well, at least most of the time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out tonight's episode. I hope uh, some of you or all of you were able to join Dennis Lee and myself last night uh, on a Tuesday night's episode where we did our first live show in about five weeks, I believe it was. So that that was a treat for us. We really enjoyed that last night. And we thank everybody that um, spent time with us on the show last night. Um and uh, some of our regulars were there, which we were happy. We were. It was fun to to uh, to trade comments with BP. And Jess Duck was on last night. Mike Tampa Bay, uh, Eric and um, Cubella, and also Robert. So Eric and Robert actually called in and spent a little time with us uh, live. So uh, it was fun. But anyway, we appreciate everybody that participated in that last night and we're going to try to do another live version real soon along with some other things that we're i I know we keep saying this but we're working on uh some new things for trice talk and just bear with us we'll uh uh we'll we'll keep we'll keep playing with this thing until uh till we get all of our changes made But anyway, my, my first order of business tonight is, um, well, it's kind of, kind of, I'm hang on a second here. I've got, I've got to shut that down. Otherwise it'll just start coming in here in a minute <laughs> and I don't need that. Um, first order of business tonight is to make an announcement and I've been looking at the, the name Minipod for for these uh, shorter podcasts that I do uh, under the Trice Talk brand, and uh, just trying to make it flow a little easier sometimes when I say it. Although I I, I have kind of gotten used to the Minipod name, but I was I was thinking about using a name 
that I just it kind of came to me today, and and I thought I'd throw this out there and see what anybody thinks. If um, if you listen to this podcast and you would like to chime in and give me an idea if you think it's a good change for a name or if it sucks, but I'm considering using tripod, which is a combination of tri and trist and pod, of course, and mini pod. So that was, that was my brainstorming idea. And hopefully uh, some people will like that, but let me know if you, um, if you want to chime in on that and tell me whether or not I should just leave Minipod alone or if uh, you like the name Tripod. And you can do that by sending me an email at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. Of course, that'll be posted as well on the description of the show that I put. Uh, well, actually, you see it everywhere where the shows are carried. But uh, I'm okay. Be honest with me. If you don't like it, if you think it sucks, you can tell me it sucks. But if you think it's kind of, hey, you know, that's a little bit happening, well, just uh, share that with me. I'll know if I've got a winner there or not. But, yeah, the even as we develop and, and, and continue doing shows and change our shows as we move forward at Trice Talk, uh, there will always be a mini-pod version um, because Dennis Lee and I just can't get together and do uh, all the shows that we would like to do, uh, at least in the foreseeable future, just because uh, he has a more demanding uh, real job than I do. So it's just not uh, not possible for us to do as many shows together as we'd like to do. So the mini pods will still be filling in the gaps as long as there's as much crap to talk about as we've had. Uh, golly, it just seems like it keeps piling up. It's like tonight I have, I'm going to do one subject tonight. So um, it'll be hopefully a little shorter than some I've had lately, but there's so many things that I, I really thought about. I wanted to talk about tonight, but I'll, I'll save some of them for tomorrow when uh, Dennis Lee and I, do a show together. But I heard, um, first thing is I, I heard this story on Fox news. Um, uh, maybe it was this afternoon or, or tonight. I'm not sure, but it kind of cheered me up a little bit. And there's not much that I see in the news that cheers me up lately. I mean, you've got issues like, um, you know, the, the justice department, has or, or actually a federal judge has stopped Texas' Texas attempts to slow down the the illegal immigration on the border, at least as far as them transporting the illegals through the state of Texas, basically as making them keep them down on the border. Well, a federal judge has stopped that, at least as a temporary halt to it, as they look into it closer, but they're thinking right now that, you know, the, the federal government is saying they have a right, you know, to transport these people, that Texas is interfering with uh, their immigration policies right now, which they don't have a damn immigration policy right now, except just let anybody, if they can crawl to the gate, let them in. Although Biden 
says that they are sending some people back. They are uh, exiting some of those people back out of the country. But, uh, you know, when you've let over a million in, it's kind of hard to brag about what, you know, 100, 200, 300 that you might have sent back. I don't know. I don't have a number on that. So that's that's weighing heavy on my mind. Um, you've got Joe Biden's argument with the uh, governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, about issues there that the floor, uh, that the governor is trying to prevent the federal government from mandating uh, restrictions in the, his state. So uh, you got that battle going on. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, of course, Governor Cuomo, which I'm still not prepared to talk about that. I think you hear so much of that on the news anyway. I don't, I don't know that I, I mean, I certainly have a lot of opinions about that and have since, uh, really I've had opinions about him since last year, but, uh, you can get enough of that on the regular news networks. I don't know that I'll be doing much on that even with Trice talk. So I saddle on this one thing tonight because if you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, I think it's kind of an uplifting story, or at least it's a happy ending to a story that many of us felt like should have never happened in the first place. And if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about now, it's about the McCloskeys in St. Louis, Missouri. So this is, uh, I, of course, I heard the, the story on Fox News uh, on cable this afternoon. And then uh, so I looked up the foxnews.com and found a story by Louis Coslano, who uh, wrote this particular article. And it's titled Missouri Governor Pardons St. Louis Couple Mark and Patricia McCloskey After Guilty Pleas and Gun Waving Incident. So let me switch over to the article, and I'm going to do that first. And then, of course, as you well know, I will have some comments. Probably have some comments as I read this thing. But um, I'm, I'm sure most of you, anybody listening to this podcast, remembers the McCloskeys. That's the gun-toting couple that stood in front of their house last spring or summer. Uh, as the uh, protesters marched down their street in a gated community. So anyway, let's go to the article. It's Mark McCloskey, uh, Mark McCloskey, uh, Louis Cassiano, Fox News. says the St. Louis couple who was famously pictured wielding guns as Black Lives Matter demonstrators marched outside their property last year received a pardon from Missouri Governor Mike Parson. Uh, and this is from the governor's office on Tuesday. So that was yesterday. The pardons for Mark and Patricia McCloskey, two attorneys in their 60s, were granted July the 30th. In total, Parson, a Republican, granted 12 pardons and two commutations. That doesn't say what the other pardons, uh, who they were for. And of course, I'll be posting this article on Facebook, although I can't imagine there's anybody in that would listen to this podcast that has not seen the pictures of the couple 
actually this I'm looking at the picture now. This is the first time I ever realized that uh, Mark McCloskey was barefooted. I guess she is too. So they must have run out of the house in a hurry. Uh, anyway, going back to the couple, the pair pleaded guilty to misdemeanors in connection with the June 2020 incident and were ordered to pay fines. Mark McCloskey pleaded guilty to misdemeanor fourth degree assault for threatening the passerby with an AR-15 rifle and was fined $750. What does it say? Threatening the passerby? Seriously, passerby. That's not passing by. Okay. All right. Uh, Patricia McCloskey pleaded guilty to harassment and was given a $2,000 fine. Uh, They did not lose their law license or their firearms, which is, you know, probably because they were misdemeanors. Uh, That would have been sad. It's a correction of something that should have never happened in the first place, Mark McCloskey told Fox News of the pardons. The pair were both vilified and celebrated after images went viral showing them pointing weapons at BLM demonstrators who ingressed, notice the word ingressed, entered into the property inside a gated community. That, that's one of the key things to this whole issue, folks. Gated community. Why do people live in gated communities? All right. So they eventually ventured onto a private street near the McCloskey's mansion. I mean, it's an issue that the McCloskey's live in a mansion. Uh, The crowd was marching toward the home of then Mayor Linda Cruson. Aha, I didn't realize that amid nationwide protest over the police killing of George Floyd. So that might explain how they ended up in that subdivision. I don't believe I've ever heard that angle to it. Doesn't, doesn't justify them being there, but now I understand why they picked this, this neighborhood. The crowd was marching towards, uh, okay. I already did that. Sorry about that. Mark, that's what happens when I, um, when I expand on something a little bit, then I lose my place. Uh, Mark McCloskey was seen holding a rifle while his wife appeared to be holding a handgun with her finger on the trigger. <laughs> uh, okay. The confrontation confrontation pitted Second Amendment and property rights activists against Black Lives Matter supporters. The McCloskeys became famous in conservative circles and even gave a speech on the first night of the 2020 Republican National Convention. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner Gardner, initially lodged weapons and evidence tampering charges against the pair, but was legally removed from the case after defense attorneys argued she exploited the prosecution in a fundraising email to constituents. Fox News has reached out to the circuit attorney's office. Mark McCloskey, who has since announced, well, I'm going to save that. All right, let's just go on past that. Nine Black Lives Matter protesters were issued citations for trespassing in connection with the incident, but prosecutors refused to move forward. The couple's attorney said that the demonstrators broke down a gate to get onto the private, private street and threatened them. Prosecutors determined the demonstrators acted 
peacefully. Well, those prosecutors must be related to that, uh, was it MSNBC or CNN reporter last year in Seattle or uh, was it Seattle? Where, where he was giving the news report and said that the, the protests were uh, mostly peaceful uh, with a few fires and then there's a bonfire going in the background as, as a building is ablaze. So they must be related to them or use the same playbook because, all right, well, you know, anyway, so the prosecutor said that, it, that demonstrators were peaceful. All right. If you've got an R behind your name, you're subject to one kind of justice system. And if you have a D, you're subject to another, he said. And I don't know many people that would disagree with that. Probably not even a lot of... Uh, Democrats would disagree with that. All right. So now let me get back over here. <laughs> I, I will say when I first saw the video of the couple last year standing on the front porch, I guess if you call that a front porch or the front vestibule or, it, you know, they were in the front of the house. Um, when I saw them on the, on the front of their home holding their guns, I didn't see a video of Mark holding his weapon in a threatening manner. Uh, at least I have not seen it that I, that I can remember. He's always stood there with his uh, AR-15 kind of just across his waist or abdomen, you know, and and holding it. And he was always, it appeared to me, he was always facing the crowd, looking forward at them. And, uh, so I, I, I've never saw him point his gun directly at them, but it, it could be in other pictures that I don't remember seeing, but now for his wife, <laughs> uh, and, and I, I felt this way the first time I saw it, I said, Oh no. Uh, it looked like she had never held a gun in her life. I mean, the way she was holding it, number one, is very, uh, at times she did appear to be pointing the gun in the direction of the crowd, and she appeared to be holding it rather loosely. I mean, if she had fired the gun, it probably would have popped her back in the head or something. I don't know. It's just It just was not a very good stance for her. Um. While to me that looked a little reckless, the way she was holding a gun, I, I would guess it was more of a, I would say it's probably more out of an inexperience than anything else. I mean, that's the way it looked to me. Uh, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a gun expert myself, uh, but I, I have been to the firing range. I do own, uh, you know, some guns and that's just not the way you hold a firearm people. So it just looked to me like she had no idea what she was doing, but she was trying to stand there, you know, warning people don't come up here. Now, if I had seen somebody standing there holding a gun in the manner she was holding, I would have scattered. I would have, I would have not have stood in the front lawn or, or on the front of the, the street in front of her house, taunting her and, and, and making threats as the McCloskey said that the people did. I mean, the McCloskey's claimed even 
last year, and they're still claiming that these people threatened to come up into their yard, into their home. They were going to take their home and, and supposedly sleep in this room and that room. They were going to kill the McCloskeys. Uh, they were going to burn their house down. So, you know, that was their contention uh, throughout the whole situation. So if that's true, which I have a feeling if it was not true, then the news would have made a big deal out of it, especially CNN and MSNBC and everybody but Fox, you know. But it just looked to me like she didn't know what she was doing. Uh, but then based on the story that they told last year, so they, they live near the front entrance of the gated community and, and that they claim that the protesters broke down the gate of the community and they were aware of that and they proceeded to march down the street protesting. So I would wonder why these protesters decided to go into the gated community anyway. That is up until I just realized or just saw that in the article that the mayor of St. Louis lived in that same gated community. I believe that's what the story said. But still, if they broke down the gate, uh, I mean, you know, in, in a gated community, they're there for a purpose. They're there to keep everyone out except the people who actually live there. I live in a subdivision. We don't have a gated. Uh, it's not a gated community. So people can just randomly drive into the subdivision, although, you know, I wouldn't suggest it to a lot of people, but they, they come in and, and of course we get a lot of deliveries and stuff, but, um, there's, there are a number of gated communities around, uh, that I am aware of. And most people do that to keep people out. We have lots of communities around the more affluent sections of Atlanta, Georgia, that, uh, not only have gates, but they have security guards manning those gates. So you can't even get in without showing, you know, where you're going. And then they check with the people and make sure it's okay for you to come in. But the fact that these protesters broke down the gate would indicate to me that for, that would be a signal that I've got something to worry about. And I've never heard of anyone on the left deny that the protesters broke into the gated community. So, you know, even in the story that I read tonight and the one I'm going to share with you in just a minute, it doesn't really deny that the protesters broke down the gate. But, you know, then the prosecutor said, oh, well, but they were peaceful. I know if I'd seen a group of protesters coming down my street, after all the stuff that was going on last summer with the looting and, and the destruction of property and, and, and the fires that were set, the arson issues, I mean, did people have a reason to be concerned about any group of people marching at that time? I don't know. I mean, maybe you could tell from the demeanor and the actions of the crowd that they weren't actually going to get into destroying things. Although again, they broke into the gate, but I might've been concerned, but I will say this. I certainly would not have pointed a gun at someone even 
doing what they were doing last year until they got onto my property close to me, close to getting into the house, which then would give me a reason to be concerned. And then I might actually point the gun at them, especially if they were hurling threats at me and what they were going to do to me in my house. But again, last year with all that was going on, I can understand why people would be concerned in this situation. So, you know, I, I, I think I felt like a lot of people did with the McCloskeys. Um, just, you know, maybe, maybe there was a little bit of overreaction to it. I don't know. I wasn't there. We weren't there. Not anybody was there, but those protesters and the McCloskeys, they're the only two groups of people that can actually know what the true situation was and whether or not, you know, uh, fear for your life or fear for your safety is something that's hard to judge if you're somebody else. But again, if that was private property, that's a gated community. Normally those are private drives. Normally those things are posted like no trespassing and what those people were doing that day on private property, the same way if they come up into your yard, that's trespassing. It's not an excuse to shoot somebody because they walk up into your yard, thank God, but it's still trespassing. But then I'm not a lawyer. So I think the governor did the right thing in this case and under the circumstances. And, and besides, he told the prosecutor in St. Louis last year, if you charge and convict this couple, which they did a plea deal, so they didn't actually have a trial, but if you charge them and they get convicted, I'm going to pardon them. And that's exactly what he did. So it wasn't, wasn't a, a secret what was going to be the outcome. All right, so here's a story that's connected to that, and it's a, a little bit shorter one, but uh, most of you probably heard the name Cory Bush. Well, Missouri Representative Cory Bush, you know who she is, right? Well, she was outraged by the pardons given to the St. Louis couple. And I, I, I really... I probably knew this, but I, I'd forgotten it and I, or I didn't pay attention to it. But but maybe she was part partly uh, outraged because she was one of the protesters that day that marched in front of the McCloskey's house and stopped to have a verbal confrontation with the couple. I don't know if she actually exchanged words with them. The, ar the article that I, I have coming up next does not say that, but she was in the group. And she took it personal, uh, some of the things that the McCloskey said, and actually called them, or called uh, Mark McCloskey a liar. But uh, anyway, Corey Bush was on uh, CNN, and she was, um, she told the CNN uh, person that was interviewing her host, Brianna Keeler, I believe. I may have that one right. Who knows? I butcher those all the time. But she told uh, that CNN person, Brianna, that 
the pardons of the McCloskeys by the Republican governor, Mike Parsons, were absolutely unbelievable. So I have a little short audio of her being interviewed by uh, Brianna. And I'm going to share that with you because that's better than reading it from the article. And you'll kind of get it in her own words, how she feels about that situation. So like it always is, let me get this set up here. Um, And it usually always. Oops, (laughs) it's it's not as easy as you might think. Oops. All right. Let me see. Uh, it's so tiny on the screen when you when you're clicking on it to try to to play the audio that it uh, it's certainly a challenge at least for me. All right. Here's Representative Cory Bush on CNN, hosted by Brianna Keeler. Governor of Missouri, a Republican, has pardoned. Mark and Patricia McCloskey, who were famously photographed pointing guns at protesters during June of 2020 in those demonstrations in St. Louis. You were actually among the marchers who encountered the McCloskeys that day. Mark McCloskey at the uh, Republican convention called you the Marxist liberal activist leading the mob through our neighborhood. What is your reaction to this pardon? It is absolutely unbelievable. There are other people that should that there are pardons that we have been asking for pardons that actually should happen in Missouri. And that was not one. That was not one. They stood there. They pointed their guns totally reckless to a group of nonviolent protesters walking down a street that had no clue that they lived there, didn't care that they lived there, didn't know them, didn't want didn't want to know them didn't want to know them. Mark McCloskey is an absolute liar. He has spat on my name. And, and because of that, his day, his day will come. You will not, you will not be successful in all that you're trying to do when you are hurting the very people that are out trying to save lives. Nothing good comes from that. He can try it, but I will not stand by and allow him or our governor to hurt the very people that are doing the work that they should be doing. So, that was, there are other people, Governor Parson, that you should be looking at. We have an activist that's been sitting for such a long time, sitting, do something, actually show up and be a, the governor of all the people of Missouri, not just those that follow your type of politics that actually hurt black people, that actually hurt brown people, that actually hurt people who are unhoused, that actually hurt our LGBTQ community, that actually hurt people who are of the Muslim faith, people who are are struggling in this country and people that are burdened differently than you. Stand up and be the governor of everybody. It's ridiculous. Congresswoman, uh, obviously, look, you feel very strongly about this and we appreciate you. Uh, Well, (laughs) okay, we don't want to hear that again. Tell us how you really feel, Cori Bush. (laughs) Well, the, the amazing thing about that to me is how she, how she put all these other groups in there in that conversation about the McCloskey's Muslims, LBGT, what, what, what? is she talking about? 
She was asked about the McCloskeys and that pardon. Now, the McCloskeys weren't going to do jail time. It's not like the governor picked the McCloskeys out of prison and pardoned them uh, ahead of a bunch of other people that, that, you know, maybe have had uh, jail time or something or prison time that they, they should be pardoned. Uh, and he did pardon other people. We just don't know who they are in this article. But what in the world is she talking about adding all these other groups in there saying that the governor should be worried about all these people and not the McCloskeys? I mean, yeah, <laughs> what does it, what the hell does this have to do with, with a couple that probably was concerned about themselves in their home that day and assuming that it's true that these people broke down that gated community again, uh, broke down the gate to the community. And a lot of those uh, comments were exchanged with the people in the group that were protesting that day. That word trespassing, okay? They were trespassing. That's not a huge thing, but in the context of what was going on last summer with people doing what they were doing as they were protesting in many areas, I could see where somebody could be concerned. Again, I wouldn't condone the McCloskeys shooting them or shooting at them. That would have been a wrong thing to do unless there was a reason that they feared for their lives. I think the law calls it imminent danger. But what would you have done in a similar circumstance? I, I think really what the McCloskeys were trying to do is show these people that, you know, you don't want to come up here. We're not going to let you come up here. And again, other than his wife not having uh, any sense on how to handle a firearm, which could have been dangerous, you know, the way she was handling it, but which is why she got the more uh, expensive fine and charge. But, uh, you know, what, what were they supposed to do that day? Hey, offer the people, a, uh, you know, you want a beer, you want some lemonade. I know it's hot out of here. If you're not supposed to be somewhere, if you go somewhere illegally, bad things could happen. And then people have to just assume if you're willing to trespass, if you're willing to be somewhere you're not supposed to be, then you can start making all kinds of crap up, okay? If they hadn't have been there, none of that would have ever happened that day. But now that I see that the mayor lives in that gated community, then I kind of understand wh where the protesters were going, but still. But I mean, if, if Cori Bush is mad about the pardons, and she obviously is, and she takes it very personal, um, of course, she's been called worse by a lot of people around the country here ever since she's been, in, you know, <laughs> got elected to office. But I bet she's ecstatic that Mark McCloskey has announced that he's running for Missouri State Senator. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I think that's what she was referring to when she says, well, you know, uh, she's she's going to try to do everything she can to make sure that doesn't happen. And I, I realize that with all the things that are going on right now, you know, some of the things that I talked about when I first started the, the show, 
The story about the McCloskeys is not the most important thing that we have to think about. But in a way, it is important, in my mind, at least anyway, because it should send a message to all of the people who think that they have a right to go and protest anywhere they want. And if by no other means than that taunting and gesturing to onlookers that they can do what they want to do, this should send a message to them that there are limits to free expression. There are limits to protesting. We've said this a number of times on Trice Talk. You know, you do not have the freedom to do whatever you want to do in this country if it violates the, the rights of somebody else. You know, your rights stop when you infringe on the rights of somebody else. When you break the laws, then, you know, you, you're going to encourage other people to break laws. I mean, protesters don't get to ignore other people's rights just because they have a grievance, whether it's a, a reasonable or a righteous grievance or not. You still don't get to burn. You still don't get to loot. You still don't get to trespass. You still don't get to destroy other people's property or cause them uh, undue fear because of your presence and numbers and not knowing what you're going to do, what your intentions are. If you enter private property in this country without permission, that's breaking the law. It's not a huge thing. In most cases, it's, it's not a prison sentence, but you don't have a right to get on somebody else's property without being invited or have an official purpose. Now, you can't be shot for that, not legally anyway, but you, you should still be held accountable. I mean, nine of the BLM protesters were issued citations for trespassing, right? And if they're going to, if they, since they intended to prosecute the, the McCluskeys for, you know, what they did and, and, and brandishing the firearms uh, to the group that day, the protesters, then they should have the right thing to, if you're going to, if you're going to start fine tuning stuff to that extent, then you need to punish everybody that was in violation of some law that day. Everybody should be punished. But what the prosecutors decided to do is they made their own determination that, well, you know, the protesters acted peacefully. Oh, well, they were trespassing, but they acted peacefully, so we're not going to prosecute them. So they're selectively punishing who they want, just like a lot of the protesters last year uh, uh Let's say riots, because many of them were riots. They burned, and 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 look at all the the uh, the shoplifting that's going on now. That that prosecutors are not prosecuting; they're allowing these things to go on. So you know, my case is you're gonna you're gonna uh, prosecute the McCloskeys for for what they did with their firearms. Then those nine people that were cited for trespassing should have been prosecuted as well. 
and certainly nothing worthy of a trial and certainly nothing more than a fine. But you can't selectively decide who you want to punish and who you don't. That's not equal justice under the law. But I'm still trying to figure out how you can peacefully break down a security gate. That's just, you know, I just don't know that that's a a peaceful act. I guess you can peacefully trespass. I can see that, you know. Um, I have people trespass in our yard all the time with their dogs and and, uh, used to have kids running through, taking shortcuts to one place or another, but. You know, I I don't see how you can peacefully break down a security gate at the front of a property. But I guess since Representative Cori Bush was in the group, well, they decided there was no way that things are going to be out of hand that day, right? All right, so that's the McCloskeys and, and... other than the fact that uh, Mark McCloskey is going to run for Senate, which I could care less. Uh, but, you know, hey, more and more, more and more civilians need to get involved in government and in, in our states and our cities, our local communities need to run for offices and start weeding out these nut jobs that have been slowly feeding into the system and in, in, in recent years to the point that somebody like Corey Bush, who is a radical, at least everything that I've ever heard come out of her mouth is radical. Uh, she's certainly not a reasonable person, but she wants to stand there and say that she's fighting for uh, truth, justice, and the American way. But we need people stepping up and running for office. We need new blood in our uh uh, you know, and a house of representatives in the Senate, uh, and the governorships and the state legislations, it, we, we, we've got to get some new thinking in there, but conservative thinking. Okay. People that aren't going to go to the socialist side and decide, you know, they want to be the ones who determine how everybody has to live in this country. So, you know, if Mark McCloskey is a good candidate for that, uh, more power to him in Missouri. I'm sure the Missourians will decide that on their own. I kind of hope he, he, he wins so it'll drive Cory Bush crazy, crazier. All right, so that's it for tonight. I appreciate you listening and downloading this episode of Trice Talk Minipod or Tripod, maybe. The next time I come on, that may be the moniker that I use. Um, Again, hopefully Dennis Lee will be back with me tomorrow night. We'll do another episode of Trice Talk together, but it will not be live. We won't do two in one week, but uh, hopefully you'll be able to listen to the posted show at your first opportunity. But until then, I keep saying it, folks, please pay attention. It's more important now than ever before. I'm Donald Wayne. 
Stay safe, everybody. Respect your